you can follow us on Twitter at BNA Podcast. Hashtag BNA Podcast to join the conversation. Or you can even join our fantasy football, see if you can show us a thing or two. The code is 686-834-151968. We have myself, Flows. MK in the building. Ben, fully filtered. Because I've got a sore throat. Ben's not feeling too well. We'll come to that. We'll start off with Friday's game. Brighton 1, West Ham 0. Evergreen Glenn Murray decides matters. And he put a little bit of a halt on West Ham's revival. Uh... It was an interesting game. Uh, West Ham gave it a lot. Like they, they didn't really deserve to lose. Uh, I think they had the majority of the game. But obviously, the king, that guy, Glenn Murray, everyone loves so much. Uh, he popped up with a, with a good goal. And Brighton were defensively able to withstand what West Ham uh, had to throw a que- out. A question for you. Yeah. Does it kill you a little bit inside every time Murray scores? It doesn't kill me inside. All right, this is my thing. Like, I'm not saying Glenn Murray is shit. I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm saying I think Brighton could score more goals with a more mobile, younger striker that could do something for them. At least somebody that they can bring on for Murray at 65 minutes. Or, like I said before, Murray can come on at 65 minutes when they need. He's a smart striker. I get that. But he doesn't make his own goals. Yeah, he scores when he starts, though. Scores goals and this well, one wasn't. Of course he scores when he starts because he starts healthy. every game, bro. He doesn't score every game, but he scores what? when he starts because he always starts. They've got no options. And Teki starts. <laughs> Does it score? Uh, the stats were, so West Ham 65% to 35 uh, West Ham 16 shots, 4 on target. Brighton 9 with 4 on target. Uh, I believe most of those were the first half. Um, but like I said... I just don't think it was West Ham's game. It wasn't. Uh, Arnautovic missed a good few chances. He missed a good few chances. And Yeah, I don't think it completely stalled their revival, but the ball just didn't drop for them. Um, and Brighton obviously continued to be functional. Dennis, this was one of them with West Ham. They've gone through that little spell that everyone said they weren't going to get any points from. Like playing tough teams like Chelsea, United, they got points from them. And then they come against an easier team. They kind of rested on their levels a little bit. And they get beat. So, uh, yeah, I think it just went down. It's just complacency. I don't think it was complacency. Like I said, like, they were working hard. Like, Brighton yeah, were functional like defensively. And stuff like that, yeah, but that's it. I don't think it was complacent. Again, on any other day, they probably could have had two or three. Exactly. It just did not drop for them. Arnautovic, I think Arnautovic may have been trying a little too hard by the end of the game. Like, he got a little desperate for a goal and, you know, you know maybe he was a little bit too tense. Um, but yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think it's an issue for them. I don't think they've dropped off in form or anything. Two teams that come the end of the season, we're not going to be talking about very much. They're not going to be in a relegation zone. They're not going to trouble European football. They're just going to end up in the middle. Um, yeah, not much happened in that game, to be honest. A big game for the wrong reasons. Man United 3, Newcastle 2. Alexis Sanchez earning United a dramatic win over Newcastle. Most likely safe. Bloody Mourinho's job. Kind of, yeah, split thing with that. But it was just, yeah, this game was, well, it's a game that both we, uh, well, myself and no Ben, filter. we were at the game. Say so it was a toxic atmosphere, obviously, before the game, hearing uh, news reports that obviously got quashed as well, but saying Mourinho was, regardless of a win or, lo- win or lose, whatever the result, he was going to get sacked. And in, in the from the first half, it pretty much looked like the players were ready for him to get sacked. What do you got? Um, yeah, it's interesting though the whole thing about Mourinho because like 
it sounded like to me watching it at home on the telly like and obviously they only show select signs and stuff like that it seemed like the fans were still showing him some support they hadn't turned against him but obviously in the first half it was more the same from United um no confidence no pressing whether in defense or in attack and yeah, those two goals. United look shaky anytime somebody moves forward on them. Like, regardless, Newcastle, it's Newcastle. When you're kind of fearing that Newcastle are going to score a goal, let alone two. Yeah, but that's that lack of respect that our teams are showing United now. They don't, they don't care. They just go for it. Newcastle, who've been defensive all season, decided to throw two guys up, up top and take the game to United because they knew the vulnerabilities and. Although, not to, to, to give Newcastle a little bit of their due, um, I mean, you know, uh, Bringing Muto in seemed like a, a good move. Uh, he seemed like a player that's going to do something for them. I don't know why they started earlier. Obviously, the last few seasons, they've had striker issues, finding somebody that fits. Probably since Cissé left is uh, the last time they had a really good striker. They had but, someone, but Benito didn't want him. So but again, he didn't fit in with their style of play, though. He didn't fit in with their style of play. Not always, like, you know, a good striker can go to... Uh, look at Shevchenko at Chelsea. <laughs> a good striker can go to a team and not fit there. So I think in, in him, they might have found somebody that, uh, A, he can play it along the floor, like Benitez likes. And we saw from that header that uh, Fellaini, uh, De Gea saved. No, I was thinking of uh, Diame. No, that was Diame's <laughs> header. Um, but yeah, it was a game of two halves. You know, it's the, the old cliche. The first half was awful. It was terrible. Um, made a change, so the what, play, 18 minutes in? Uh, yeah. Big change, for especially the player not getting injured and yeah making the decision to go against your tactics and go against them in a wrong way wrong manner because that was the dumbest change to do why was that a dumb change no no I mean I don't mind like if you're going to take off Bayi take yeah. off a defender of him but didn't McTominay play in defence in a couple of games ago and United got beat <laughs> but he beat. was he was it more was... shielding defense. He wasn't really playing like as a I'm sitting there as a centre back. He was more shielding. It was still to play the ball out and to pass forward. The same thing that Pogba did in the second half. I just think it's same as before. He sets up the team wrong. Playing McTominay over like a Fred or even a Mata who is more experienced is questionable. One, then two. When the goal goes in, he puts McTominay like you just said in defense. Half time comes, well, he takes McTominay goals. off. So. Why would you start with these players that you're not fully sure of? And then there's the other thing we've been talking about. We've conceded two goals against a team that doesn't really score goals. But then when you start focusing on attacking, because that's all we could do, the chances just kept on coming and coming again. Work with your defenders. Bailly, Lindelof, whoever's there, Shaw. Um, bring in the new boy, Dallop. Because Young wasn't good till he crossed in for Sanchez's goal. For me, do you think... Uh, obviously... We, there's a defensive midfielder sitting there in Matic, but like, and it, it hasn't gone no, it hasn't gone or it hasn't really been talked about. Matic isn't really doing the business this season, the defensive side of his business. He's not really doing the offensive side of the business either. No, no, Is, are they no, getting, no one's uh, doing their business. Nobody in the but team I'm saying, like, are the defence getting enough, are the defence getting enough help and getting enough shielding? Well, the team is set up defensively. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, because, because he's worried about things like that. But... Yeah, but he does that and we still concede. And then when you do this, where you're attacking, you're winning. Come on. Um, but anyway, let's look at the so the second half. The second half yeah. was where all the action well, was. United go go in, into the halftime break, 2-0 no down. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a, few, uh, a discussion was had, a few choice words. Do the players then re-emerge 
to save the manager or are they just playing for their own personal pride? Personally, I think they're just playing for their pride. Why? Why have they been playing for their pride for these last few games? Then? Because sometimes the morale is brought down. I mean, the way Mourinho talks about these players, mm. it, can, it can kill your confidence, kill your morale. Look at the defence. Like we were talking before. Yeah, Second yeah, best yeah. defence last season. But he still comes out and says, we're basically crap in defence. Yeah, but you're not boosting these guys up at all. What I'm saying is, do you think you boosted them this game? Yeah, but he hasn't been boosting them the other games. The two guys you bought, Lindelof, he's not playing him because now he's whatever. Yeah, but he comes off first when this happens. So I don't know. And what? But then again, is it a case of my man could do no right? Lindelof and Smalling have been playing. People have been calling wise and Bayi playing. He plays Bayi. Now we're saying, what you should be playing Lindelof. (laughs) No, I'm saying for. In Bayi's case, he went off because he needed to attack. It wasn't because yeah, yeah, he made yeah. a mistake. Cause no, 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 it wasn't because he made a mistake. Young. Mm. young was the only First one. First goal, yeah, 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 yeah. He let, the, he let, them, he let them slip by. Matter. Oh, so when it for me, it, Matter's introduction, he was my match for me. Nicely neat. He, he was the missing link. I he did. mixed. Like, he was in between collecting the ball, passing. <laughs> just kept it, kept it simple, kept it moving. And this is something I said from ages. Matter does not have the pace. But every time he used to play, he's on the wing. Now he plays him in the middle, a bit like he's not on, he's not David Silva, but he plays on that interlinking mm-hmm, role. Mm-hmm. Pogba was deeper, so it was Mata and Fellaini trying to link up the player. Pogba had the chances to come into the box and get three shots on. So why not use Mata in that position? To be honest, I think one, one thing that United have missed in the last few games, and obviously that bit injury, is Herrera. Um, no, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. Uh-huh. Go on, go on, go on. Because Herrera, 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 Herrera chases down balls, Herrera presses players, and that's what the United players aren't doing at the minute. I literally said, I was saying to Ben the other day, I said, I guarantee Herrera is in the team playing Chelsea. Probably because he, no, if he's if he's if he's back from his injury, but I'm saying the thing that United have been missing, they're not pressing nobody. They're they're letting them come forward and then they're trying to press when the ball gets to the box. When they're moving forward, Herrera will always show that energy. But this, this is the thing: we don't press together as a team, and this is maybe the attack. The only one guy will go press, then he's out of position, and they just go into his into his area. So it's a waste of time. He can he can he can jolly up the rest of them, minute. Herrera <laughs> Sanchez they tried that. He's done it, and now he's just like, you know, they're not Sanchez don't lead by example. Sanchez tells people to do it, but he ain't doing it himself. Uh, he, he was, when he initially came, and then he realised, no, we're not tracks with him. So he's like, why am I doing this alone? What about um, Newcastle? Um, well, this is the thing. It was like, Newcastle, they, they did all right, and they tried hard, but uh, an indictment of United, I can't name a Newcastle player who I would say had an amazing game. The goalkeeper. The goal, yeah, Dubravka, all right, yeah, yeah. I can't, an, an outfield player that had an amazing game. Like, you would expect, again, like I, I was saying earlier, if Newcastle had gone tuning up against Man City or Chelsea or Liverpool, you'd probably be able to name one or two players that played out of their skin and made that happen. They were playing their usual average but, game and managed to go tuning up. Again, the criticism of Benitez, these tactics, he went against his normal thing of trying to defend. Mm-hmm. And they got, they got their rewards for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So he they should he should stick to this. Just just go for it. You could be like two 0 up. This will not happen again in a while. There's no other team that will come from two down. United had a two 0 comeback kings. They just they know how to do it. They yeah, they know how to do that. But other teams don't do it. So you go two 0 up. You can. Basically, the difference. We said this in previous podcasts. Like Mourinho and Rafa are very 
Conservative managers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rafa goes for it, he gets two goals. If we were going for it, we might be just getting the goals instead of having to come back or worrying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a 3 2 is better than a 1 0. But saying that, Ashley Young could have been 3 0 first half. Red card. Handball. Not red card, handball. Handball. Penalty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it ended up how it did. Whether or not, we don't know whether or not that was a stay of execution from Mourinho or whether they were always going to stick with him, but we'll see what happens after yeah. the international On break. On that note, the weather watch it hasn't been raining in London yet so so thank you for that Mourinho yeah, so that <laughs> not his fault yet it's not his fault yet it soon will be All but right. Brexit anyway I think that one's going wrong so that's his fault. fault that's definitely his fault bro <laughs> from Saturday's most exciting game to probably it's most boring one Burnley versus Huddersfield Christopher Schindler helps Huddersfield off of the bottom with uh, an equaliser against Burnley Burnley resurgent well, I think you could do a good imitation of Sean Dyche right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah talk about the foul. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't you eat worms, bro? <laughs> um, no, I just... Burnley, again, they seem to be going back from strength to strength. It seems like it was completely down to Europa, which was the reason why they weren't performing. They're going from strength to strength. Um, I just, wouldn't say they were unlucky not to win this one, but they could have. They've just found their stupid tactics together. They're winning the games at Turnus. Yeah. It's Hudders- well, actually, they even win it. But it's Huddersfield. Again, these are tab. They would score. But they're nothing impressive and they'll go on another losing streak again and bounce back. Yeah, I agree. They didn't really do much because the goal was what? Macross, header. And then after that, it was just a bit yeah. stale. Same thing from Huddersfield across header. Yeah, yeah. I mean,. We're talking five shots on target between them, although Huddersfield did have 19 attempts. Oh, but have you not seen the Osigo? This is uh, Burnley's tactics. They invite teams to shoot and you'll see the majority of teams will get shot off target. Yeah, like, yeah. They're yeah. allowing them to shoot from far. Bad teams. And that's, <laughs> all, that's all they want to do. Let the teams keep shooting, shooting, wasting chances and then they will go up and then with their few things, get some jammy goal. But they've got the quality Monty. to do that, like the, the quality. Because hmm. Volks, if it's Woods playing, oh, whoever's up top, Volks. they've got the guys on the, the wing to do the job. Yeah. With Monson, whether it's Lennon. And yeah, they've got, they've got the guys where they know, especially in games like this against teams like this, they know that they've got the quality to, to steal a goal and they're pretty solid. They stay compact. Huddersfield... Uh, it's, a, just... it's, it's a nice result for Huddersfield. Getting a, getting a point away, especially <laughs> stops the run that they've been on. Hopefully they can build from this and yeah, go, go further and finally get the winner and try and move up. The only other talking point I was going to mention was um, Sean Dyche talking about the dive. Mm-hmm. Whether or mm-hmm. not that should be something they look at so you actually you know, get banned or something. 100%. I don't understand this whole, if the referee's seen it and made the decision, we can't do anything about it. Um, again, we, we say that referees, oh, they can't always see everything and they can't always judge everything. Um, if they completely miss an incident, you go back and look at it. But what if they see an incident wrong? It's not their fault. And I think this whole, oh, we will undermine the ref is, is rubbish. It needs to be taken into account because we know they did something because the ref gave the yellow card now you need to look at whether that something warrants further action but weren't they meant to be outlawing this anyway when they meant to be given down to it? I thought they were I thought but then Ben was saying that it was for um, it was for dangerous play that even if the ref even if the ref books you for dangerous play they'll look at that again afterwards but again diving the way they talk about how bad diving is for the game they did, 
It was there was a player that got banned. I don't know if it's this season or last season. It only banned. came in this season. The uh, uh, a, the the ruling. I swear. There was a player that got banned for something for a dive, and then from that, they were meant to, they were meant to be like when they look kind of retro, retrospectively, they give him a ban. A, like, a, a, a did the referee see it though? Did the referee did the referee take action during the game? No, yeah, they did. But then they gave him ban after that. Even but then they've not it. really. I think that was the only one person that's been done for that. But that's what I'm saying. Like they come up with these rules and they don't enforce them. Like, who, what about the rule a few years ago that players aren't allowed to surround the ref anymore? <laughs> a band diving result. <laughs> I tried to Google it to give you the facts and the receipts, but it didn't work. But like, yeah, like I'm saying, there was a rule that came in a couple of years ago. Yeah, last season, Nyasa. Oh, it was Nyasa. Got charged yeah. for diving, and they've not done it since. But that's what I'm saying. They don't enforce these rules. Like, like I said, they came up with the rule that nobody but the captain. Like, what was this? Like three, four seasons ago, nobody but the captain can approach the referee. What do they do about it now? Everyone still approaches the referee. Nothing's changed. They don't enforce these rules. They just bring them in to look good, and then they do nothing with them. But um, but VAR next season should be able to sort things like that out. Hopefully, hopefully. But again, is today. And if the game finishes, they're going to probably just say, oh, it's, yeah, they're not going to look at it retrospectively because that VAR will be seen as it should be done in that at that moment. And if it's not picked up then, then... But the other thing about this is the referee doesn't have the... The referee does not have the... Uh... It's as if the referee is deceived. So in this case, he got a penalty. The action will be taken if... So in this one, oh, so if the referee wasn't evidence. deceived, he gave a yellow, so he's free. But maybe they should do something. But they should still do something to stamp it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the referee also, the referee does not have the power to ban somebody. Like, obviously, you can give a red card and give some game bans. But they don't have the power to be like, I'm giving you a yellow card and I'm banning you for two games to make sure you should don't do it again. Yeah. It should always go to a panel. But, yeah, that's the most exciting thing about this game. It opened the conversation about diving. Palace 0, Wolves 1. McDuffie continues Wolves' fast-paced Premier League start as Palace struggle on. Palace still not scored at home this season, struggling on that front. Wolves going from strength to strength, but Palace did have a lot of chances though. Through everything, including the chicken, their kitchen sink, but they just couldn't buy a goal. Yeah, they uh, they worked hard in this one, but it's just more of the same for Palace like that. That finishes are missing. They've got guys. They've got guys that can take shots. They've got guys that can finish. I guess the decision making or the the reactions are just not there, and it's it's costing them. Um, again, I think they might be a little low on confidence. People, they're like, no one's really talking about them, but like they're not doing great. They're not, you know, they they're doing more palacey stuff where they seem to be getting into trouble, and then you know they'll wait till near the end of the season to to get themselves out of trouble. Yep, that's. That's typical of them. Yeah, they do. They're, they're the new wolves. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like the um, West Ham game. So much attack from the home side, but nothing but coming nothing. out of it. Yeah. And wolves again, wolves functional, clean. Um, they had chances of their own. Uh, again, not too many, to be fair. But uh, they did have chances of their own, and they have uh, they have better finishers, uh, especially with the likes of Jimenez. Um, he he's a he's a better guy for them. And, um, he scores. He sets up exactly. He got the uh, he got the assist. His calmness inside the box is 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 pretty admirable. Um, but again, Nuno Santos is uh, 
We've been in wonders. They're the quickest promoted team to race to 15 points at this part at this time of the season. Here we go. So they're doing wonders. Obviously, Wolves are continuing to be impressive. They're not shying away in the big games and they're handling the, the smaller teams. Um, at the minute, I mean, you know, it's kind of already written in the stars that they're, they're not going to have any problems. They're not going to struggle this season. Um, I think the way they play as well, I don't think they will suffer from the second half fatigue that some teams, you know, some teams that come and have a great start. Um, then you remember Brighton and uh, whatever his name was, I can't remember. I've got, I know who the small ball, ball guy. Ball yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we will, we, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look that up and you put that back in there in the post, did it? But obviously, you get teams like that that start really well. They come flying out of the blocks, and then when it comes to the second half of the season, they're spent and they've given their all. Uh, Wolves aren't doing that. They're not playing at a frantic pace. They're they're taking their time. It's good build up play. They're not always just playing on the counter attack. Um, they seem to have what it takes to be around for a while. And I wouldn't be surprised if after a little while Nuno moves on. Somebody's going to look for him. You know, once the rounds of seconds begin in the next few months. Yeah, Holloway. I had him. to get that. That was it, Holloway. <laughs> he and Holloway. Shout outs to Holloway. Yeah. Is he QPR now or did he leave there as well? Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's on some farm somewhere. <laughs> some farm, <laughs> some gardening leave. But now, you know, another thing I do find impressive about Wolves, even though they have bought in a lot of players using their contact, they have used players that have been there for a while. Doherty scoring again this week has shown that they've like he's the longest serving player and he's the mix, been there since 2011 bro longest serving though isn't it? but they mixed it up it's not just all people they brought in yeah so they're mixing it up and also another testament to how good they're playing uh some of their players that like johnny's made it into the spain uh, international squad yes he has so they actually are they're playing well and, and they are being noticed sorry shout out to Doki as well because my man's still only 26 he's been around for a while like I thought he was nearing the end of his career because he's been at Wolf so long, but he's uh, giving some accolades on that one. But yeah, I mean, looking at Crystal Palace, it's just the same thing. There's just one thing missing and nobody seems to know what it is. I think... Is it Roy? I think given how they played against Wolves, Wolves didn't lose to Man City, they didn't lose to United. Not that United was a big test for them. But against any other team, if they play like this, they should get the goals. It was just like the West Ham game. They had more chances, but... Just but that's what I'm saying. But it can't keep happening and you're just calling it the, they're not getting the luck. <laughs> like you make your own luck. So there must be something going wrong. Like, you know, like, like yeah, Brighton-West Ham game. West Ham game, it didn't drop for West Ham, but next game it'll probably start doing it. It doesn't seem to drop for Crystal Palace week they after need, week after week. They need a team of Wayne Hennessy and 10 Zahas. Also, they need a, they do need a they do need somebody else that they can rely on for goals as well. That's another problem. Um, teams are marking Zaha out of the game, and even though he's still getting chances and still getting to put stuff in, if Zaha's not in the game, they're not in the game. Yeah. Um, the time of the one man team is over, bro. Uh, on to Tottenham and Cardiff. Tottenham won Cardiff nil. Eric Dyer's early goal saw off a Cardiff City that were reduced to 10 men when Joe Rolls got uh, red for a dangerous tackle. Um, maybe some retribution because he didn't get that one at Man City. Nah, but he did tackle. It was dirty, that? man. Yeah, no, it was dirty, but like... Dirty, dirty. But, but that's what... It's not a... It, it, wasn't was out, it doesn't seem to be out of the ordinary for yeah, him. Yeah, definitely not out of the ordinary, but Morrow was long gone and then he decided that... <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not going to it. keep up with him when taking him up. I'm not having it. I'm then he was a bit of a why it was red. Idiot. 
No, bro. They like to keep these. I uh, think even keep the charade. Dyer said that. Like you can just take a guy out, like and get the yellow card, stop the attack. But the way he did it could injure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more than a professional foul. Just the shoulder bar. Just push the guy down. A little, a little push on with a hand. That's it. But this guy yeah. went leg and arm. Made sure that he yeah, yeah. was not getting nowhere. But you see so it all the time. Somebody will try and stop a counter-attack and they'll pick up a yellow. There's ways of doing it. Like I, I, don't, I don't like that in the game, but there's ways of doing it. You need to look at Rolls background. He's fully Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was the game went the way that we said it was going to... Sorry, the way that people Everyone thought it was going to go. Yeah. Um, Cardiff were... They were resilient. They tried their hardest. In the end, Tottenham... You know, they scored their goal. They it's, didn't really have to worry. It's still surprising though. 1-0. Um, again, I don't think Tottenham are fully back to where they... Against they're, Cardiff. Yeah, they're, no, not, they're not fully back yet, but they're on their way back up. No, but in, in this game, literally, the regular Tottenham players that are normally have their shooting boots on, they must have found the wrong shoes because they couldn't they hit the target. And the guy that does cannot score for anything is the guy that scored. So, yeah, <laughs> that was just one of them funny games. But... Cardiff had some good chances though. Cardiff obviously <laughs> they, they, they could have scored. They had well. that one chance where they should have scored. Um with what was it, the ball in by Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, again, I told you it's that lack of it's that lack of quality in the, in that final if, although that goal wouldn't have needed quality, all that, it needed was just a bundling was... over the line. It, it, but you know, the wrong decision was made. Maybe there was a little <clears> bit of fear in it. Let me let me just shout out to my boy Murphy, because I mentioned it last week. That chip over Lloris was excellent. If there wasn't a defender there, it would have been a beautiful goal. But he'll be the only thing that might make the difference for them. But I that's tell you, yeah, from down. that, Hoylet should have thrown himself and his body at the ball. Yeah, um, tongue was clearing it more. It just seemed a little bit too too feeble. Yeah, like literally, all he had to do was just like don't try and stick a leg at it. Stick your whole body on it. But um, I mean, in terms of Tottenham, they did enough. They were kind of looking spry in the middle of the pitch, but not really in the final third. Although Son, it seemed to be back to his his working self. Like obviously after uh, after his international duty, um, man escaped his army, his army fate. He was their most active, uh, most active, and he was the player trying to make things happen. Harry Kane continues not to be the Harry Kane that everybody yeah. knows. Shout out to everyone that. Threw him in for the in their fantasy football challenge. Triple captain. Why did it didn't work? Triple captain Kane there. That that nice what three points because he got a yellow card. <laughs> Good. Yep. There you go. You've used it up. You've used it up. But yeah, more of the same from Tottenham. I think they're slowly, obviously, off the back of Barcelona, uh, which they showed great fight and great resilience in that game. I think they're slowly building themselves back up to to where where they're expected to be now. Neil Warnock watch. Was he happy again after the Warnock post-match? Watch. I actually didn't watch the post-match. I did not watch the post-match. Did you see it? I'm not sure. He probably <laughs> was. He probably, I mean, he kept it down to 1-0. Right, that's at be better again next week. There you took, go again. <laughs> took them out for pizza afterwards. Yeah, that's why, that's why you're a chance. <laughs> right there. But, um, you know, a happy Warnock is great. It's great. He needs to keep the happiness because when he's out of a job come Christmas, I hope he can keep that same energy. But the next, the next game will be a test for them. They've got Fulham. 
So realistically, if they want to do something, these are the games they it's need to try and get points. That's the championship yeah. game, isn't it? That is, as well. Yeah. So after that, they got Liverpool. So they best get some points from Fulham. <laughs> Unless they pull a, one of the surprises of the season and beat Liverpool. There's always got to be one or two games like that. Not for Warnock. <laughs> Watford nil, Bournemouth four. Josh King scores twice as Bournemouth thrash Watford to climb into the Premier League's top six. Watford, in this, for me, I actually thought Watford, in the initial stages, dominated the game. And Bournemouth took the lead against the runner play. They did. And yeah, it was like Bournemouth was... But then, I think when once that happened, and then also the player getting sent off. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Those two things. Um, yeah, Cabasele. Cabasele, yeah. yeah. When he got sent off, it just seemed like all the Watford players, just their heads went down and they just gave up. They kind of, they weren't fully going for it. There's two things I, I picked up with that. The goal... Obviously, it was a fine counter-attack, yeah, but nice. just before the goal, there was mention of handball. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, there was a... Yeah, yeah. Because was it was a... all Watford, like you said, until that happened. And whether it was a handball or not, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think but it was. I don't it, again, it's one of those ones where you could be on the fence about, and obviously Watford were feeling aggrieved uh, at the time that, you know, the handball wasn't given and then the goal went on the other end. Um, but it's... The thing that I said might be the issue with with Watford, like just trying to throw stuff forward, and it's not always going to work. Um, that high energy, high intensity. Bournemouth for a team well known for being able to defend, and I mean this is what this is like their biggest Premier League win ever. Bournemouth for guys that will get you one or two goals, and then maybe let in one or two themselves. Um, obviously, going down to ten men as well. Watford didn't really seem to adjust. For being down to ten men, which is not something that you can because again they don't yes, seem to have another way to play. They don't. They can only play one way, and that obviously was to their detriment today, and it could be to their detriment further on in the season. But for Bournemouth, they're just going from strength to strength, really. Since the Seems Burnley like, game, uh, trashing that I gave Eddie Howe at the beginning of the season, he's throwing it right back in my face. <laughs> they had what? Is it six penalties this season as well? Uh, yeah, six yeah. Penalty, uh, uh, six? Like yeah. 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 yeah, which is which is uh, showing how much they're attacking. Yeah, they're getting in the box. A lot of, that's a lot of, yeah, a lot of penalties. Normally don't even get that till the end of the season. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're doing really well. They're going for it. Just like players are scoring. And it's not just all coming from one source of player. They're yeah. actually spreading it around the team again. Shout out to Brooks, who's like, was that? That was like three and two. Does he scored now, or two and two, two and two, two and, two and a couple of assists? Um, but for me, Bournemouth, and the thing that I always like about Bournemouth, it, uh, King and Wilson, you know, it's a great strike team up there. Like, they do the business, they do bits, and if one doesn't score, then the other one will. Um, they're two very hard-working strikers. And they make things happen with their energy. With their, like you say, they're getting those penalties because they're always there, always in the box, always running. Defenders don't know what to do with them. So, uh, again, they're going to be safe this year, uh, not because they've got a great defence, but because they're going to be able to win games with the goals they can get. Can they keep this run going and be a surprise, like maintain that sixth, sixth place? I think... They might mm. need to strengthen a bit, but they've got a few guys on the bench like Stanislas, Sermon, Coslin, even Jermaine Defoe. So. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the next two games are Southampton and Fulham. So I, I wouldn't bet against them winning both of those, taking all six. The game after that is Man United at home. So maybe that's nine. 
<laughs> and then after that, they've even got Newcastle. Um, again, they're not gonna be. They're not gonna be in any danger. And yeah, if nobody else kind of shows consistency, Burnley, then they Burnley, could be up there. Burnley did it last season. Yeah. Now is it the place of like, it's, like the table? Bournemouth on sixteen, Wolves on fifteen. It's like out of the two early paces, they could it could be them going for that Europa spot. It could be because I remember one thing, you know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago that Ben was pointing out, uh, was talking about was that their back line wasn't the best and that was probably something that they should have, that maybe they should have looked at or that they need to look at in the next transfer window. Um, they seem to be tightening it up a little bit more defensively. I've always rated them better than Burnley anyway, so maybe they can do that. Leicester 1, Everton 2. Sigerson Screamer sees Everton beat Leicester in the battle of the best of the rest. Why did you guys see that goal? That turn and... Um, Place the top corner, post system. Um, Serious. Possibly it's... who you called player of the season. I said one of. Man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, one what? of. Well, who would be? I said, no, but Madison. I said, I actually no, I actually said, you know, I, Marvin, yes, no, 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 you I actually told us. I said, on current form, for now, only, what, last week was seven games in? Mm-hmm. He said he's one of the best players that uh, the season, that seven games. He's a contention. Seven games. Seven games is not a season, man. Come on, you gotta let us let it slide, man. Okay, Madison got turned. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, Sigurdsson. We know what Sigurdsson can do from his his time at Swansea. Um, he's kind of been lost in the Everton team because the Swansea team was geared towards him. Everything went through Sigurdsson, so he had more chance. He's struggled to impose himself. Like, on games they're gearing the game to him now yeah and we know what he's capable of and uh, maybe they should have done that a little bit earlier but yeah um, Everton Richarlison came back Richarlison scored within what was it the first eight or nine minutes or something like that uh, seven minutes sorry seven minutes, first yeah. seven minutes um, he might get back to form and then Ricardo Pereira uh, set up by Ian Acho. I was going to say speaking about that first goal that was all Bernard He's nice. He's Bernard is two games he started playing. He's showing he's got the levels. I don't know how he left Shakhtar for three. But there was a mistake by um, Shimagulo. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, he made the goal though. Because there's two things. Now they've got Bernard on the wing now, which is why I asked about two games ago or two game weeks ago. Richarlison. He seems to be getting the goals. Now he's actually up top, not Yeah, he played him up top because they've got no other option. Cal- Nobody's Cal- scoring. And so That's one thing I didn't notice about this. I know, obviously, Leicester came back into the game, but um, Everton seemed to play with a little bit of swagger, I thought. Like, they were a bit more... There was some yeah, good, they were, they were there was some good nice ground plays. And they were yeah, 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 passing yeah. with confidence. They, yeah, so I, I thought they've, they've definitely they've improved from a couple of weeks ago. But this is what was expected from Everton right from the start. The the type of the type of performance they showed in this game is what everybody thought they'd be doing week in, week out. Maybe they will start doing it week in, week out, but But they had mitigating circumstances, didn't they? Rich Allison suspended for a while. Yeah, it's but, a new like, manager, but, new yeah, sisters. But Richarlison, like again, they shouldn't be a one-man team. Like obviously, Richarlison is good looking like, or he was looking like he was going to be that guy and for them this season. Has taken it. And now Bernard is looking like the one that's creating, so it's gonna switch up now. Yeah, but I was also gonna say, again. even with that being said, Leicester should still or possibly could be winning this game because they've been playing very good football. Maybe if their defender could stay on the pitch. 
Ricardo Pereira, he turned Kenny inside out. <laughs> he was dazed, man. Yeah. He didn't have a clue. But you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about Morgan. Is bro, he a liability for them? He is. He's not. Bro, what's that? The second red card? Like, he came back, he got a red card, came back for one game, and now he's got another red card. He's enjoying um, his holidays, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Man's got, man, man, had a, man had a ting, man had a ting waiting for him at home, isn't he? So, he <laughs> come over, my parents is not, no. No, the guy plays for Jamaica, right? So no, 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 no. Isn't he, isn't he good for England? Wasn't Harry Redknapp saying he should have got chosen for England? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, that's no, so all. He's flying to Jamaica now. He's going to have to extend the break because well, that's, that's a free game ban. Yeah, that's a free game ban. Yeah. So he's, yeah. He's got a couple of five weeks in Jamaica. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a guy that they should have looked for an upgrade. He's, he's too immobile now. He's too immobile, but the thing is, it seems like his positioning isn't what it once was. At least before, he had the positioning that would make up for his other lack, for the rest of his the lacking talent, shall we say. But now it's just, yeah, the games are passing him by. And it's going to cost them points like this. They've got a sub-leader, Johnny Evans. He's always on the bench. He's yeah, played, play he's played some of the games, exactly. No, he's played a couple of games. I know, I think he had a, he had a bad game. He, he had a bad game, and I think that's maybe why he got dropped again. Or he just deputised in for Morgan. But I would take Johnny Evans over, over Wes Morgan any day. Like, he knows how to read a game. He's a smart guy. Um, I don't see why... Smart guy, then you get beat 6-1. <laughs> bro, what? What year are we in now, bro? What year are we in? You're looking at that. Um, yeah, I think Morgan, like again, he could be costing them games, and you can't afford to be, you know, that the middle of the table. You got the fight at the top, still a fight at the middle, and some relegation. Like you know, every every point, you know, what is it? Each position in the table is like one point two million or whatever, and you don't want to be dropping two or three places down because you've got a liability in your team. You did mention Everton were playing better, but without this red card, could have been in anyone's game. Yeah, yeah, it's only if, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But Leicester are a good team as well. Yeah. Leicester are very good. This should have been a very good game. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure it was. We were saying that the other day that uh, Leicester, Leicester's benches is, is 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 pretty tasty as well. Like the guys they got on the bench. They're, they're pretty good, you know. You've got Fuchs there, you've got Okazaki there, you've got Gazal there. All Brighton can shore up a game. Um, without the red card, of course, it's a totally different game. But that's the point. That is the point. He got the red card. Looking at Leicester's next games without Morgan. Got Arsenal away, West Ham at home, and then Cardiff City away. The first two were pretty tough. Mm -hmm. But I reckon they can take a point here and there from that. And then Cardiff, probably all three points. I'm saying they should be looking at four points from those three games at least. Um, and again, looking at the Arsenal team now, like, you don't want Wes Morgan in that back line with those guys <laughs> running around him like that, bro. They'll twist his blood, bro. <laughs> they'll twist his blood. Um, we'll see what they do and we'll see, we'll see how their defence looks over you the know, next three actually, games. Do we, with Leicester, do we expect a bit more from them because we kind of still compare them to the... Premier League winning team. No, I'm just comparing no. them to the previous games. I'm with Madison, with um, I'm comparing with them Wild, to their lineup. Hardy and Yacho starting and getting these assists as well. You know they've got a good squad. To be honest, like yeah, I, I, like I think the season after, obviously the season after they won, everyone was expecting more, but it went downhill really quickly. And they Which lost it Ranieri. Was going to be. <laughs> No, but nobody nobody saw them going all the way down to having like like nearly they were in relegation at but one point. But they were in point. Champions League though as well. Yeah, they were. 
and then Shakespeare came in and he seemed to steady the boat a little bit and he went downhill. Um, I think I don't think anybody's still looking at them as those guys that were the champions. They're just looking at them as an above average team who have got some very good players. So I, I do expect more from Leicester because of the quality that they have. Moving on to Sunday's games now. Uh, Fulham 1, Arsenal 5. Lacazette and Aubameyang absolutely tear Fulham apart uh, to continue the Arsenal resurgence under Unai Emery. Uh, are we seeing the Arsenal of old? That, yeah, the ones that will beat all the weak teams. <laughs> and then, and then, then show their real levels when they play the big ones, yeah. We've seen that, that real one. I mean, what the whole talk from everybody now is, what's that, nine games unbeaten? They're two um, points off the top. They are, they're very close to the top. And the goals, I mean, the quality of the goals that they, they are scoring, uh, particularly Lacazette and Aubameyang, those are top quality goals uh, that we're getting. I mean, you saw Lacazette's, uh, Lacazette's first one uh, in this game. They they can conjure goals out of nowhere. That's what's dangerous about yeah, but them. But at the same time, it's like um, kryptonite for the goalkeeper. He couldn't save anything going to his right, so... Yeah. yeah. Just shoot. They've been watching those videos, though. <laughs> it's Just shoot bottom left. You're going in. And also, to kind of put it into context, nine games unbeaten for Arsenal. Uh, we got game against West Ham, game against Cardiff, game against Newcastle, game against Vorskla, Everton, Brentford, Watford, Carabag and Fulham. Uh, aside from, and even West Ham at that time, that was West Ham when they were still in trouble. We're not seeing anybody of any no, note there. They should have lost that game anyway. The West, Ham, yeah, the West Ham game and was a close one. Everton. The game last week, was that Everton? Uh, Watford. Watford. They should have lost that one. Tough. They were ran close as well. But you cannot deny that they are playing well. Yeah. And yeah. these are the game. You know, they're the games that they're expected to win, and they're winning them. You know, what? when you've had the manager that's been there for so long, and then the change comes, especially you look at what happened at United when Ferguson left. It's a testament. Like, it's a testament to Arsenal and what Unai Emery is doing that they've not completely just gone leftwards and gone waywards and. Just I think it was hard to model. go. I think it was hard to go waywards from what from what Wenger was doing, though. Ferguson, where Ferguson left it, where Wenger well, left it. <laughs> they have reached their magical fourth position. They have, yeah. so that's probably done for them now. That's it. They've won their trophy. But no, okay. So, uh, like for me personally, I think no. But what are we saying for their chances for titles this season? As it's or a good top sign, four, but or? top four is possible, very possible, definitely not a title, but. It's good signs for them. I mean, Fulham is not a big test, but it's oh. good to showcase some of your typical, like that Ramsey goal. You saw the re- yeah, they So it's a typical type of Arsenal goal where pass, move, pass, move, almost slots it in easily. So those good signs for them. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I, would, I, don't, I don't see them as going to win the league, but I would say I would judge them properly after they play a big team again. Because if they actually play a, good, a big team and they set out well and beat them, then mm. that will give them confidence and they will go. For, they'll keep going from there. So then you could see, a, like no one would have said Leicester would have won the league when they did. Yeah, and yeah, then they yeah, started yeah. getting bigger teams and they went with it. So this could happen with this Arsenal team. They're not, they're, no one sees them as great, but then they, they beat a big team and then they go from there. In terms of a big team, the next big game you could say will be against Liverpool on the 11th, on the 3rd of November, sorry. So by that time... Was, who knows where they could be in the table and uh, you know it could be a game where a draw would uh, would keep them nicely um, moving over to Fulham again the defence like you said the goalkeeper seems to have 
some kind of invisible force field stopping well, him from getting to the right side. Is that a prerequisite of a goalkeeper that you're able to dive left and right? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Obviously yeah, not. Can, oh, come on, I can like you can't imagine that applying for a job with a CV. Yeah, I can only go one way. I can't do the other. <laughs> Just, like, every nonsense. every goal besides Ramsey's was to his right, and he couldn't touch him. But also, I will say that uh, Fulham were very exposed on that side. Um, the, most of the goals came from the right because that was where Arsenal had the chances and where Arsenal had the space. Again. The defence is awful. The defence is terrible. Um, they played the back three this time. Odoi, yeah. Reem and the Martian. He's Maybe still not settled. Mistake. He's still not settled on the back four. And while you might need to experiment if you're not getting the results you want, if you keep chopping and changing like this, they're never going to get settled. And obviously they scored. Uh, Sherlock with a very good goal. So we know that they've got the attack to kind of take on the bigger teams. But their defence is what's going to let them down. And... If they carry on like this, then maybe they will be a. Uh, they might be relegation for the um, later on in the year. And they have a sequence of, I would say, winnable games. Uh, they've got they've got uh, Cardiff away, then Bournemouth at home, and then Huddersfield away. I think at least two of those. If they do not win against Cardiff and Huddersfield, Huddersfield yeah. I think they set them set themselves up for struggles for the rest of the season. They are. And it's a shame because, uh, again, they've got the players that should be able to do something. And again, maybe they'll, maybe they'll tighten up in January. Maybe they'll bring somebody in in January. But he needs to be looking, he needs to be looking at that defence. Um, he needs to start building from the back. They need to be looking at closing games out and keeping clean sheets. It's all very well and good having these, these guys attacking and, and having you know, all these inventive flair players. But might need to be a time to go back to some basics. I think I'm inclined to agree with what you said before about the whole defence thing because even if they've got the quality to get the goals, that defence thing is major. It's not minor at all. Like a Burnley, which just has to like regroup and whatnot. These, they're not gelling together. No. And the number of changes, like you said, he's made. Where is it going to come? Where is that stability going to come from? I don't think it's going to come. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know what they're doing in training and stuff, but like... They should be having those training sessions where nobody's scoring a goal. It's just keep the keep the game, keep the score at nil nil for for as long as you can, um, because as as bad as the as bad as the defense are, the rest of the team should be should be giving them some help as well. Um, yeah, Liverpool nil, Man City nil. Both teams maintain that unbeaten run. What would build as the biggest game of the week <laughs> would turn out to be one of Lead that is have a lot of talking, well, a few talking points from the game, but the only thing I can take from this game is that uh, Pep has definitely learned from last season and he can count this as a point gain because this is where they, they lost at Anfield last season, so it's definitely a point gain for him. But he's probably actually pissed off with Maris. For, he should be pissed off with himself, bro. Yeah. He's the one that told Mara to take it. Jesus wanted to take it. Don't be pissed off with Mara. Be pissed off with yourself. Yeah, yeah, he said it after oh, the match. Know, he, like, he, it was he, my he choice. Said he, he said he apologized. He was like, "It's my. It was my choice." I said that I wanted Mara to take it. Um, for me, the interest again. Yeah, this was probably a game more for the purists. There was some good football on show. Not much in product, but some good football on show um, tactically. And I think for me, this game showed the reason why City will probably win the title over Liverpool. City, uh, Liverpool for me kind of tried to take a Watford approach 
let's start high energy, high intensity, push, push, push. Uh, city control. No more style though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The normal <laughs> style, but a little bit more frantic than they were. They were they were desperate for like not desperate, but they, we've got to get that goal at all costs. Um, it wasn't the same measured approach that they usually have to to their attack. And City soaked it up, and you could see when City were playing, City it wasn't that quick back to front that they usually do. There was passes to the side. There was thinking about it. There was finding the guy in space. They were ready to take the opportunity should it arise, but they weren't going to take any unnecessary risks. But like I've always been saying with Pep, like you mentioned, obviously he's learned from that. One thing, I didn't know why, but he did was he played Morris instead of Sané. In yeah. this sense, I was saying before, with Salah playing the way he's playing, why doesn't Klopp think of resting him or putting him on the bench? And Shakiri, who looks like he's raring to go play. So in this game, the number of chances Salah missed... Someone else like Shakira could have put away. So it's having that boldness and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. certain games like this, like this might be the game that puts City ahead of Liverpool. So yeah. certain games yeah. of Liverpool falter, they won't. Um, yeah. And I feel like speaking a little bit more to that, when it came to the time in the game that maybe it was time to take somebody off and bring Shakiri on, at that point in the game, I think both managers were just looking not to lose rather than to win. Um, he could have he could have made a very positive change. He could have taken Salah off, maybe taken Mane off, brought Shakiri on. Uh, he elected not to. Took off Firmino. Yeah, took off Firmino for for Sturridge, which, which, which obviously sense, after the though. Chelsea game makes sense. It's but a like for like, but it, again, it's a, it's a like for like, and it's not like Firmino was. It's not like Firmino was in in the game but wasn't taking the chances and, then, and Sturridge was going to get those chances. But then if you could clearly see Salah is not working as he hasn't been. He was not. Why not take off Salah as well? Like for like for Shakiri, It's not going to make a difference. If a chance comes, Shakiri will probably put it away. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, what What did he do? He brought on he brought on Keita for Milner, which I think yeah. was a force change. Yeah, of course. Um, and again, without that force change, the only thing he did was change Sturridge for Firmino. So he was happy with the fact that Liverpool weren't conceding rather than the fact that they weren't scoring. Maybe I do agree with you in that sense that they were both trying not to lose. Because in this case, Aguero came off for Jesus, who hasn't really been firing. Exactly. And similarly again, they took off Sterling, who wasn't having the best of games and brought on Sané. So like for like, but at least he tried. Whereas with this, they could have taken off Salah. They easily could have taken off Salah. Um, and I mean, you, again... You look at the stats, even, what was it, midway through the second half or maybe up to the 60th minute, something like that. Both teams had had one shot on target. Um, they had both ended the game with two shots each on target. That's not two teams going for it. Like, uh, it's not two teams going full throttle. Um, you probably would, Or you could say there's just a battle in the midfield. They were just, it was a, it was a game battled in the midfield. No, the, the the battle in the midfield was mostly fouls and disrupting the game for me. Like the, it wasn't a battle in the midfield in the truest sense of you know tackling great passes, snubbing out attacks. It was a case of the game was just being disrupted. Uh, Fernandinho in particular was just reckless in this game. Like I don't know what he was on, but my man seemed to have a problem with Liverpool. I don't know what it is. He didn't but... get no yellow cards. He didn't, no, he didn't get no yellow cards. And to be honest, I think he was lucky not to get no yellow cards. My man chopped Mane in his throat. Like, should have got a card for that. My man took Mane down. Him and Mane should have got a yellow when he took Mane down and Mane kind of kicked him in the armpit. Like, <laughs> um, 
And another thing, nobody particularly stood out in this game for me. Oh, to give Jesus his due, he had very good footwork when he came on, getting into the box, getting into positions. Mares grew into the game. In the second half, he started being a little bolder. Um, but, my yeah, the other guy, the only guy that really impressed me was Bernardo Silva because he's playing a more central midfield role rather than a wing role. And he was he was quite busy. He got himself into some good, uh, got himself to good positions. I think he could have pushed forward a little bit more once he was releasing balls. He was releasing balls and not really running into the box to get on the end of of, of the returns or anything like that. Funny instructions. No, no, yeah, that, that, of course that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Sorry, that he was probably under instructions not to. And like I said, because Pop Pep wanted them to, he didn't want them to leave gaps and he didn't mm. want Liverpool to get through those gaps and it worked. Um, tactically, he was on point. He was away at Liverpool, a team that's flying. Uh, it was to perfection. Yeah, I can't fault the guy. But City did have the chance of... <sighs> yeah, let's talk it. Van Dijk with his he handball. That was a handball. Like he did. The ball was put across him. And then, yeah. Yeah, that, again. Van Dijk yeah, jumped yeah. for it and somehow he managed to get a free kick. But it was actually, I thought it was... A, no, I thought it was a, I, potentially it was. But then obviously they got a penalty later on, again from Van Dijk. And Mahrez put it on the moon. Mahrez, yeah. Um, which I don't understand, with Mahrez being the new guy as well, I don't understand why it was that Pep wanted him to, wanted right. him to take He's it. He's a new guy, number one. Number two... His penalty record is four out of the last six he's missed. That's Bloody terrible. But um, then the guy out of those he's... four, two of them were, were not saves. Two of them were actually, I think one hit the post and one went wide. My, my point is, Jesus needs a goal. Why not let him take it? <laughs> yeah, Why do you bring him I'm on? I'm saying him, he's, he's reckoning good on police as well. So, <laughs> so let him take it anyway. <laughs> so let him take it anyway, yeah. Like, the, the thing is, there was no logical reason for Maris to take that penalty. Even let David Silva take it. They really wanted to win. Let someone you know was going to score, in this case, Silva. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he was probably just that, cursing. Looking at that record for Morris, it's like, what's he scored two in? Like, what was it? Six. Six, yeah. Like, no. It's just that he had, a, he had a bad game, pretty much. The, the whole game, I didn't think he was that great. In the second half, he had some glimpses. He did some. He had a couple of shots. One went wide, yeah, one saved by the like, keeper. I'd I'd say to Ben when we were watching this, I said, he's not having a great game. That would have definitely started Sunday instead of him. Mm. And then when he, when he put the penalty down, I said straight away, he's missed this. <laughs> <laughs> just like, you could just see it he looked everything about it he yeah. had that nonchalant feeling that oh, yeah I'm going to come take this oh, I missed well okay and again I think it speaks it probably speaks to the fact that Pep doesn't trust Sane or doesn't like Sane because as well Sterling Sterling was pretty anonymous for most of the game as well either one of those guys could have come off at 60 minutes for Sane but you know it was uh, 75 minutes before he came on and again he was he was doing little bits here and there, but he wasn't fully off the leash. Um, by the time Sane came on, it was just a change for change's sake. In my, you know, Sterling might be getting a little bit tired. We need to make sure that we've got somebody to help cover Mendy. Um, yeah, like I said, by sixty-five minutes, both teams were just looking not to concede. And congratulations, they both did it. You played yourself. <laughs> So Chelsea were away to Southampton. They won 3 0, uh, scored a 31 pass goal. It's one of them fake ones. It was slow. It was a slow build up, and they saw a space. Southampton's defence was split. 
It's not like the United Fulham. No, no. Was it that? Um, is it Barcelona goal against Arsenal one time? Like, amazing. One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Split the team opinion, apart opinion, with, opinion, with opinion. so many passes. This is just a. Uh, what about that Argentina versus Serbia goal? Similar. Can you remember, remember that? What well, cup? Yeah, nah. Yeah. It's 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 not as even as good. As, like basically, it, again, passes. like the like that United Fulham goal it was end of the game. You know, Southampton know that they've already been beaten. The passes are going around. Nobody's really paying attention. And all of a sudden, uh, an opportunity yeah. opens up, sliding a through ball, and Morata somehow managed to not and do what he usually that's, that's does. The, that's the reward. Morata actually gets a goal. Yeah, Morata gets a goal, um, which was Finally. good for him because everything else he did in that game was awful. Every single thing else that he but did in that game was awful. Two and two. Two, two and, and two. two. Yeah, it's got a Europa. Was Europa there? Oh, it was the last game, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, two and two. Against some other team that we've got his mojo class. back. Maybe he has got his mojo back, which yeah, is good for maybe. him. We'll yeah. see. Um, obviously, uh, for me, the, the, the main thing that I that came out, well, two things that came out of this match one for Chelsea, one for Southampton. The Chelsea one was Ross Barkley. He's improving as a player. His all round game was good. He's no longer just that guy that might be able to bang one in the top and he corner. Was clearly from, offside from for his goal. Bruv. He, he was offside. He was offside for the free kick. Right, he was onside for the goal. So what's your point? Explain your point. My point is, I don't care if the free like you he was he was offside in that period of play, leading up to the goal. So he was behind the wall, behind all of the the um, the Southampton players, and he was we offside. No, it was but he was in an offside position, and then he gained from it because the ball went wide. And then he was then behind the ball. So then when it got passed to him, uh, yeah. When it got passed, he was onside. There was was three Southampton players. He was onside in the first first stage of the goal. In the first stage of the play, he was onside in the second part. But still, for me, if you're offside in the first part, you're offside the whole thing. That's how I see it. Like, help out the the defenders. There's two things. There's two things. You've got Barkley deciding to go back and be onside, then get in the goal. But in this case, because Giroud is moving, the defenders closed him down. So in that case, they played him on side. So the ball went past three Southampton players before it got it's to either, him. In normal play, you go back to put yourself on side. This case, he didn't have to because they played him on side. So and you, we shouldn't be rewarding Southampton for terrible defending. <laughs> um, like that's three, what I'm saying. That's what it was doing. Just, yeah, three of them let the ball go past them. Yeah. So you're going to give them a reward no, for being. To be actually, if you actually then look at that, it should have been disallowed anyway. David Luiz the manhandling the guy which and oh, yeah, was going through to that thing so it should be a thing but still you can all you're offside man play you're to offside the whistle. from the beginning you're offside play to the whistle go watch it's going to be in another circumstance someone's goal hanging you pass it on to a guy in the wing <laughs> he will go then just because you're behind him you can then tap it into a goal no it's offside ladies and gentlemen we're going to be watching this you watch it as well. Please tell us any other instances where a player starts off offside at the beginning of the play. Go hanging. Then I'll post um, it on Twitter. Just, just let us know. Any how any goal by Inzaghi. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about now. This I'll season. Post it on Twitter. This season. I don't care about Inzaghi, bro. When people talk about Inzaghi's career, nobody's like, oh, bro, my man was just bare goal hanging. Yeah, they do. No, <laughs> they, no, say, no. they say, oh, he's got goals, but he's goal hanging. The history books just tell you how many goals he scored goal and how many and games he played, bro. That's all he did. Good. The whole career. Good. And, he, and he was paid handsomely for it, bruv. He was paid handsomely he for it. Offside. <laughs> but still, it was offside. Just let us know what you think anyway, but offside. Okay, offside aside, um, Barkley has, again, he's playing deeper than he was uh, than he was when he was at uh, Everton. 
Um, his all-round game, his passes. When I first started watching him, it seemed like he was playing it a little bit too safe. And the passes would seem to be just side to side and not really going anywhere. Then it seemed like he grew into a bit of more confidence. Um, he was playing some longer balls. Obviously, he set up uh, Hazard for the first goal. Then he got a goal himself. He's turning into more of an all-round midfielder. Um, I'm not making comparisons because like, don't get carried away. But a Gerard-esque all-round kind of game. Um, but so, yeah, he really impressed me. Um, and that was again, like I said, for uh, for the Chelsea for for Chelsea, that was the main thing that came out of that. Um, the other thing that kind of came out of that is people talking about Chelsea and as what how well they're playing. Like Arsenal, I don't think they've been fully tested yet. Um, obviously, they had the they did good. The, they had the Liverpool game. They had the Liverpool game. They let the second Liverpool game slip out of their hands. But in terms of uh, yeah, in terms of Premier League. We'll see what happens. Obviously, they played Arsenal when Arsenal weren't really doing much. That is the only... I know. So, Arsenal and Liverpool, you could say, the toughest teams they've played. Yeah, those are the toughest teams they've played. Everything else is actually winnable. Yeah. Um, and which is what we would expect. So, I don't think we should be talking about them as champions-elect just yet. The same as Arsenal. Can they be there or thereabouts? They can I be. I think probably because they can be. drawing yeah. with Liverpool is big. Yeah, drawing with Liverpool was big. And maybe if they hadn't had that game, you know, if they hadn't had a, a Carabao Cup game before that, they would have been in Liverpool as they did in the Cup. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, yeah, I think the title's out of reach for them this year, but they are resurgent. How long it lasts for, we'll see as well. Because Pedro's already dropped off, like I said. I don't think it's out of reach for them. You don't think the title's out of reach? Europa, they haven't been scored. They've only scored two games, um, two goals in the two games. Yeah, 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 one the league. But... You open that they don't need their full squad to to win the group stages, and if they're drawing with Liverpool, who I would have picked to win this league, and a lot of people did pick, the only team they have to worry about is Man City. So even yeah, with so this, they'll come second to Man City then. Possibly, <laughs> you said like the top four it just seemed like an Arsenal statement. I think they could challenge. No, but I mean, yeah, saying top four, they can still finish second, third, or fourth. I, I don't just think, don't think that they I will don't win think it this they season. Finish third or fourth if they continue like this, second. Minimum. Let's wait and see when they get fully tested. Yeah. We're looking at Southampton though. Southampton again. Southampton had some good ideas. They had some good play. Good um, chances. The chances from Redmond and Ings. Uh, they were some very good chances. I mean, even look, they had the same amount of shots on target as Chelsea throughout the whole game. Yeah. At one point during the game, they'd had more shots and more shots on target. The problem with Southampton was they seemed a bit lack. They were lackluster in the in the final third. Not because they lacked the talent, but maybe because, again, they lacked the confidence and well, they, they were made, worried about losing made, the ball. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Aziri Balaga. Yeah, no, shot no two shots. They made, them, they made them do some good, good saves. Uh, the shot from Redmond and the shot from Ings were very, very they, good. One of them hit the bar, didn't it? Or uh, he pushed, no, he no, pushed no, it onto, pushed the, it onto the bar, the, yeah. the Redmond so they shot. Made, they made them like, good saves and stuff, but I don't know. Again, in the, like, watching, the, like, watching the, the highlights of the game, seeing the thing, I think... Some of the the way they started was a bit confused. And so mm. playing Gabbiadini, which well, he we started he, when he first came to Southampton, he was on he was, he was on fire, bang on fire. Bang. But then he's obviously faded. But then when they brought him in, they expected him to do a job that really wasn't really him. Like, mm-hmm. As in running around and closing people down, which is not him. No, but that's more a Shane Long type game, like to do that. And so I think it's a bit confused in how they were doing it. And they were obviously yeah. it's Chelsea, so you have to show them respect, but. 
Uh, yeah, I, th- I think like I, I think they showed them too much respect in the final third. Like I say, in the middle of the park when they was getting on those breaks and those counters, there were some good passes, there was some good play. Once they got into the final third, they just seemed very hesitant to commit themselves. Um, which, if they did, they probably still wouldn't have won the game. But maybe they could have they could have got themselves on the score sheet. Um, I don't think I think your assessment of them being relegation fodder. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be an issue for them this season. I'll add to that. I was just going to say there. Playing like this, if they play like this against this is Chelsea, Chelsea mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. top leaders now. Yeah, Liverpool, Man City. If they play like this against other teams like a Fulham or whatever, they should be getting some points. Next games is Bournemouth away, but then they play Newcastle at home after. So I mean, these are games mm. where they could be getting points. And also, at no point in the game were they under sustained pressure from Chelsea, mm-hmm. and they were holding on. Um, the game was going back and forth pretty evenly. And it's just that Chelsea managed to to take their chances. Um, Chelsea obviously saw a lot more of the ball, but like I said, in terms of shots, it was pretty even. And it's not like they were sitting there holding on, having to bed in. So I yeah, I think Southampton will be all right. And that and again for that reason, the fact that they weren't under constant pressure from Chelsea is a reason why I say I don't think Chelsea will be champions. I don't think they're testing teams like that. They're just good quality in finishing their chances. This week's Acker, fivefold. We came close again. No bloody cigar though. And that was too honest. I was going to say it's my fault. Because. Was it? Yeah. BNF, Ben, actually put the, an Acker through that would have come through. Is it? And then I edited it. <laughs> I edited oh, the you raven. So, uh, yeah, we put Wolves, Wolverhampton, bet no, bet no draw. They came through, they won it, so that was good. Burnley, we put uh, draw no bet. Uh, it was a draw, so that was just a refund. Then we said Leicester Everton, both teams to score. Kind of, I think that was probably everyone knew that was going to happen with those two teams. That's fine. Said so Chelsea to beat Southampton, comprehensive. Then Ben put Tottenham minus one Asian handicap, which would have got a refund. Ben loves his Asians. And I went back. <laughs> I went back and changed it and put Tottenham minus one Asian handicap. Thinking, you know what? Oh, it's Cardiff, isn't it? These, uh, Tottenham are going to walk all over them. Minus 1.5. Yeah, minus 1.5. And, that's, and they, scored, yeah. they scored one early, obviously. And I was thinking, oh, they got Dyer scored. Easy one. That's it. They're going to go on. And they had, what, another 90 minutes to do it? And they... No, not 90 minutes. <laughs> Clearly, from my mathematics was wrong. 80 minutes. Another <laughs> <laughs> 80 minutes. <laughs> And they bloody didn't do nothing. Useless team, man. They put pressure on. As they always do. Useless. But yeah. No pressure on. Tastes a lot. But we'll see how we do next week. Two week break. Yeah, we need this. We recharge our batteries. We work these bloody algorithms and we're going to now come back better and make some money. This is Samuel Douglas, personal trainer. To get fit, hit me up on Instagram at Samuel Douglas Fitness. Keep listening to the Ball and All podcast. So, quick Champions League roundup, week two, looking at the games from the British teams and any other interesting ones. We had Manchester United nil, Valencia nil. Nothing interesting there. Trust me, I watched it. Uh, City stole a win against Hoffenheim. I'm going to say that. Hoffenheim went in the lead. They drew and then they they scored again uh, towards the end of the game. 
Other Tuesday games, Real Madrid losing to CSKA in Moscow. Um, crisis. like, it, bruv, but you know. Post-Ronaldo crisis. Post-Ronaldo crisis. They're not scoring goals. I think they've not been doing great in the, well, they're still up and around yeah, in the league, but only because Barcelona, right? yeah. But Barcelona are not doing, they're only like a point ahead, a point behind Barcelona. Real Madrid have lost three in the last four. There you go. They drew nil nil. Lepeti Betty out. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Um, who else? AS Roma thoroughly destroyed uh, Pilsen 5 0. <laughs> you said that, I was going to say pleasant. I mean, that was it for the Tuesday games. Uh, Bayern also drew with Ajax 1 1. Like, yeah. Bayern not hitting the heights, really. Ajax have got some youngsters, though, man. Ajax do. have got some youngsters. They always do. And then I don't know two, why well, no one is. Two seasons into their career, they'll be stolen by another team. Bro, <laughs> I have to go back to the drawing. Why so don't you bad. cut out the middleman and just poach their scouting team? Like, why do you not just cut out the middleman? But anyway, um, looking ahead to Wednesday, the big game there was obviously Tottenham versus Barcelona. Um, Barcelona turned it on. Messi still on track for that top scorer, like I called it. Messi showed magic, and he should have had an extra two goals as well, hitting the post and the same bloody angle. Just. Yeah. Although the Rakitic goal yeah. was the goal that was the pick of the bunch. Pick of the bunch there. Nice finish. And then you had, um, you had uh, what's his name, Luis, still drunk. <laughs> still, still drunk. Still drunk in love. <laughs> Although Tottenham showed a little bit of fight back. Um, obviously went to 2-1 and everybody thought the comeback was on. But Messi put pay to that pretty quickly. And then Lamella came back. It was 3-2. Um, I mean, they never looked like winning, but they gave a good account of themselves. See that uh, in that game, what's it, Suarez? He has more. He had more dummies than Movica. I was <laughs> just, putting, just let, letting them through. Messi was on the end of him putting him in, man. And that's the way it works because he's been pretty quiet this season too. Messi uh, seems to be resurging. I don't know. Maybe he's got a point now that Ronaldo's not there. He's like I think got a point to, to prove again. I see Suarez like laying off the ball. I mean, the step overs and that. Mm. They're trying to set up Messi too. I tell you, it's, no, no, it's, it's Messi not, told them he's like, I, I want this season not to be my that, season though. because the last two seasons he hasn't. He's been he's been phenomenally great, but to his own levels, he's set. Yeah, he's not been at those levels. Okay, but when do you see Suarez stepping over a ball right in front of goal? When he's had good vision to know that the guy behind him is in a better position. Nah, no. Suarez. Suarez, bro, he's hungry. Hungry, bro. That fourth goal. If you saw it, Suarez had the guy next to him. So letting it go, Messi was through. So that's that's on, look one thing about Suarez. He wants to win by anything. He's not selfish though. He will set up and he set people up. So he, he saw, he saw, for he saw that. Days. Yeah, he saw that uh, Messi went through. So he let it go. That's clever, man. I don't know. Like he's a little more ruthless now. He's a Barca. But moving on, Liverpool, Napoli. Napoli won it at the not quite. Yeah, no, it wasn't the death. It wasn't the death. It the death. Um, and looking at the stats, they had the beating of Liverpool. Uh, they had more possession. Yeah, they had four poor. times as many attempts. Apparently, Liverpool had no shots on goal the whole game. No you didn't shots. watch it. I uh, didn't see. I didn't I see. It. I didn't Liverpool see it. were pretty poor. Like uh, you, nothing. You, you chose working. this game over the Spurs one. I was watching both. Unlucky. I was watching both, but both what? And then chose those two games over the PSG game. <laughs> that PSG. I went, oh yeah, that was it. I watched the PSG game. I was watching the PSG game. I was at work, man. I can't do it. 
So you didn't watch Oh, it. yeah, that was early. Yeah, I didn't watch the PSG one. But I watched the other ones. Yeah. Nothing else? No, again, the other one was obviously PSG put six goals past, which Liverpool couldn't manage. Um, like I said, I watched this Six game. Crevenas of Esda. Bob, you know what? The thing is, as well, their goalkeeper, like, sounds stupid to say, their goalkeeper played a blinding game, bro. This could have been double figures if it wasn't blinding for their goalkeeper. Game, I had to pick the ball up. Well, yeah, no, nah, his defence were giving him nothing, bro. Neymar, what's his defence? Neymar got a hat trick in that. Yeah, but. These like, two free kicks are banging, though. Yeah. <laughs> but when I tell you the keeper made maybe six or seven top class saves and I'm talking like some of them were point blank as well he stopped Neymar from like Neymar was getting frustrated in that second half I, like after he'd scored two goals um, and he was looking for a third he was uh, so frustrated there were a couple of tasty goals in the Champions League though uh, you had Neymar's two goals Neymar's yep you had um, obviously Rakitic and you said I think there was one in the Bruges. PSV no. Oh, no, and the Bruges goal yeah, yeah the Bruges oh the Bruges goal uh, tasty oh, as well then oh, I think yeah. the day before as well, there were some just tasty goals, man. Like everyone, and there were a couple, couple games, quick fire ones, man. Like you couldn't even settle down to get ready, to get your bet ready. I even bam, my, I two goals my and then yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> like, need to give us a head start, man. Let us know. <laughs> um, oh, obviously one other thing, the Bala hat trick. Yeah. Um, obviously against young boys, but still. Looks Spurs like Patrick. with Ronaldo, uh, with Ronaldo not about, he's got no problem picking up the slack. Yeah, he has been relegated to kind of second fiddle. Yeah, kind of, exactly. Uh, showing that, saying, "Remember me, I'm still here." <laughs> and I think that's it for the Champions League. Quick recap of the Europa League: Boo. the English teams, Arsenal beating Carrier Bad three 0 you know, yeah, easy game. <laughs> no more to say. <laughs> Chelsea one nil victors over Mol Woody. <laughs> Mol Woody, Chelsea. Chelsea Looks like we like how to pronounce. Chelsea no serious. Yeah, like, what's that is? Two games, one goal. These one goal. these early stages of Europa League, no one cares about man because you can't even. It's them ones where we'll see where we are come yeah, January. You can't you can't gauge anything from this because you start thinking, oh yeah, I'm like we're gonna go. Show our full hands, we're going to go far, and then the big team from the Champions League drops down. But saying that, <laughs> look at some of the guys they got on the pitch for these games. Like for this game, William, Morata, Pedro, Kovacic, Fabregas. It's surprising. It's, yeah, it's surprising they didn't do a little bit more. And obviously, I guess they probably weren't, they weren't full of running, they weren't going full pelt, but still. Rangers, Steven Gerrard, keeping a good run going. 3 1 victors over Rapid Vienna. Then Celtic messing it up for the British teams. We're getting battered by Salzburg, leading 1 0. <laughs> then get hurt, losing 3 1. Had the player sent off. Well, yeah, just showing their levels. Although they were already losing by the time he went off. <laughs> just an excuse. Exactly. <laughs> On to the Fantasy League. If you would like to join, the code is 686 834 151968. A uh, few high-scoring guys this week. Obviously, Yeoman still at the top, pulling in 85 points, which was the most of anyone in the group. Shout-outs to Mr. No Filter with his 82. Yep, yep. Uh, at the other end, we had 
Thames United only getting 37. Oh, Michael, Michael Shirley. Shirley still keeping it real with 30 points. <laughs> Shirley. Shirley. Man's still bringing up the bottom, but with a respectable 69. <laughs> hey! 69. Um, but yeah, it's still not too late to join. But Got a two-week break, so... Yeah, don't leave it too long. Ben, though, you're, you're, what, you're trying to catch me out here. I told you. How are you doing here? Trying Slow to catch movers. me. At the end of the season, I'm top, top two, top three. Top two, top three. Big talk then, big talk. Okay. <laughs> I got, nah, I need to, I've been slacking. This was actually a deep, yeah. I was expecting lower points, but it came better. <laughs> Aguero no needs to come out, man. Nah, I was expecting lower points, especially because there's a bloody Friday game, I forgot about it. So I didn't do no changes. I make sure I didn't mention it to anyone. Yeah, but, hey, so bro, that was, was Friday you, at like five o'clock. I was doing the team. When, like, no when you mentioned it to me, it's like, it's already Saturday. So, no, Friday, I was like, oh, I need to change it. It's like, oh, there's a game yesterday. But that's how you know people are bad, man, though, because I had somebody, <laughs> no. bro, I had somebody text me at one minute past seven to be like, oh, I just did my team. <laughs> one minute past seven, yeah? Like, nah, wait, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go on someone's phone and change the time and change the time and date. Put it like an hour, an hour, uh, an hour back. That's so they think it's half day. ten, it's half eleven. That's, that's, how, that's why you have to do things early because you said you've made your changes already. I've, I've made, made my changes already. Yeah. Made yeah, it was last week when I said I was gonna do it. You're like, oh, now hold up, like it might get injured when. Uh, Bro, why would you listen to a competitor like? That's what I'm saying. Second time I listened to this guy, and he's fucked me up. No, well, there you go. Yeah, what does that teach you about life, life bro? Keep listening, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to the no filter. All right. Uh, thank you. That's all for this week. Next week's the international break, but join us for some lively debates in and around topics in football. Manas can talk about his offside and his 1.5 penalties. <laughs> I was flows. Yeah, BNF. <laughs> I am MK.